0: Hello and welcome back. Thanks for watching The Orientation. We play this every week during the pre-show in order to showcase some of the resources that are available, but there is so much more information on our website, so I invite you to log in often and check it out. The Orientation, as well as recordings of each week's Empower Hour, are available on our website for you to re-watch or to share with your family and friends. If you know anyone who might be interested in joining this webinar tonight, the link will be posted in the chat. So be sure to invite them right away. Action for Canada is volunteer-run and is 100% supported by donations. Any amount helps, and we also have a monthly donor plan available if that's something you'd like to take advantage of. With your donations, we will continue to provide free resources, solutions, and hope to Canadians all across our nation. We're so grateful for your contributions and for choosing to partner with us. A few places you might want to check out on our website, you can join us on Zoom for prayer time every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Taboo Talks with Tanya happens every Tuesday at 4.30 p.m., and you do, not need, or you do need to pre-register for that. Be sure to check out the Youth Freedom Movement page to watch the speeches that several of our amazing A4C youth have posted. And if you haven't already done so, please join a chapter near you. We also have a place for you to reach out with any specific prayer requests you might have. The information you share will be kept in strict confidence. So be sure to take advantage of this valuable resources. As I mentioned before, there is so much content on the website. Be sure to check it out often as it's always being updated with new information and resources. A great big thank you to the many volunteers who are involved with Action for Canada. Whether you do much or whether you do just a bit, we're so grateful for your time and your efforts. Please know that we appreciate you. Thank you also to everyone who has committed to praying for Action for Canada and for our nation. Knowing that you're faithfully praying is such a blessing. And finally, I want to say thank you and give a big round of applause to the amazing Empower Hour crew, Jenny, Ray, Sheila, and Terenzio, and of course, Tanya Gaw, the founder of Action for Canada and the star of the show. It's a pleasure working with you and thank you for all you do. And now it's time for the Empower Hour. Hello Action for Canada friends, if you're just joining us, it's uh, welcome to June 22nd, 2022 Empower Hour. In just a few moments, Action for Canada's founder, Tanya Gaw, will be joining us with her weekly updates and she'll be following that up with a discussion about the radical UN and World Economic Forum agenda that is subjecting our children to twisted ideologies and indoctrination. If you know of anyone who might be interested in joining us for tonight's Empower Hour, the link will be posted in the chat, so please be sure to invite them right away. Action for Canada is a grassroots movement reaching out to millions of Canadians and uniting our voices in opposition to the destructive policies tearing at the fabric of our nation. Through call to action campaigns, we equip citizens to take action. We are committed to protecting faith, family, and freedom. I think you will all agree with me that Tanya Gaw is a remarkable woman. She has a strong faith in God, she's courageous, passionate, and knowledgeable. She's been fighting on behalf of Canadians for nearly seven years now, long before the unlawful lockdowns and mandates related to the so-called COVID pandemic were put into effect. Alarm bells began ringing way back when Justin Trudeau was first running for office, and she became concerned about the future of Canada and what that would look like for us and for the generations to come. Tanya just took a week off, but she's back again tonight and ready to share her knowledge with us. It's so good to see you back, Tanya, and I hope you had a peaceful week away hi
1: heather and thank you for that amazing always lovely introduction and um, i just love it as well that you give a shout out to our production team I think that's just so important. We're the faces on the front line here, but there's a whole team of us, not only here in the production studio, but across Canada, working on behalf of Canadians, and that's so important. So big shout-out to you as well, Heather. Thank you so much. You do an amazing job on that orientation in, in helping uh, Canadians to become more aware of uh, what it is that Action for Canada has been working real hard on over the years. So thank you so much for that. You're I welcome. noticed yeah <laughs> okay, and we'll be back uh shortly uh well, once i've done my presentation we're going to invite people for a time of q and a at the end of this, and so Heather and Sheila will be involved in that, and I look forward to that part of it so if you do have any questions, just go down to there's um down where is that at the bottom you'll see that q a and you can pop your questions in there as we go along this is an incredibly incredibly important subject that we're going to be addressing tonight Uh, on tuesdays i do the taboo talks and this has definitely been a taboo issue uh, as far as the left is concerned but as far as we're concerned it is absolutely necessary this is a vile attack against our children and uh we are the adults uh, our kids are are being targeted and uh we need to step up So I want to start tonight by uh, just letting people know, parents know, uh, a warning to parents actually, because there will be some graphic material and it is not suitable for children. So if you have children in the room right now, there are one of two things you may wish to do. You may wish to remove them from the room or maybe even turn your screen off. Um, It's not going to be a tremendous amount of graphic material, but there will be some. So I just wanted to give that warning at the onset. So um, as I was thinking about, you know, this presentation, I, I we've got 38 million people in Canada, and I wish there were a million people on the call tonight. That's how serious this is. Uh, around the world, we are experiencing a full-on attack against societal norms. What is good and right, ethical and moral is now spoken ill of. The agenda is so dark and evil and so pervasive that citizens can no longer turn a blind eye. The agenda is intended to infiltrate every home, every classroom, every business, and the mind of all global citizens. Your thoughts are no longer your own. You are being conditioned to obey and think in compliance with the global agenda. Your rights are being stripped of you as if you have no power or ability to object. The problem Canadians and the world is facing is a top-down issue. It was created by a woke society who believed the evolution of radical ideologies was a progressive and necessary step in response to the outdated and traditional values that Canada was founded on. But what the woke don't understand is that there is nothing new under the sun. What we are witnessing is an anti-God movement that is doomed to fail as history has taught us over and over again. I want to add a praise the Lord to that. Thank goodness. When a society, however, slips into depravity, it always begins with the removal of God. One of the first places Canadians experienced this was one of the most fundamental and influential government-run facilities we have, the public school system. In the 70s, the Lord's Prayer was removed from schools. If we want to really see change, we need to bring God back. Our children are being used as agents of change. The globalists are coming after them through the education system, children's programs, books, cartoons, music, and so on. The elites, with their wretched and twisted ideologies, are obsessed with corrupting the minds of children with their radical LGBTQ trans ideology. The whole transgenderism agenda is intended to destroy creation and the amazing work of God's hand, creating humanity through two sexes, male and female. Transgenderism defies God's creation. Remember, the devil himself hates creation, and so therefore make no mistake that the devil is in the details. The education system has become a portal by which children are being sexually exploited and groomed. No longer are schools and universities a safe space and reliable place to provide an education with the ultimate objective to produce responsible adults who can take care of themselves, get a job, have a family, and contribute to society and work to maintain a free and thriving nation. No. What is being pumped out of these petri dishes of indoctrination that we refer to as public education is a generation of social justice robots with a victimhood mentality and an inability to think critically or independently, which is exactly what the globalists want. This is not to say that this applies to every child or every wonderful teacher who is sticking it out but given time, this is definitely becoming the norm rather than the exception. And that's why Action for Canada for many years has been standing on the front line, trying to just get the message out to our fellow Canadians to say there is a time to say no, and that time is now. So with that in mind, I'm now going to, head over to our website. And I love it because I know there's a lot of new people on because I love to navigate through so that you as well can find those materials. Okay, I always love starting off with this image. This is a picture of Canada and every little red flag that you see maple leaf, that is an Action for Canada chapter. We have committed to having chapters in every single community across Canada. And we're in 159 so far. We had to put a bit of a pause on it because we were growing so quickly that we had to make a sh- few adjustments with administration etc. We've now developed so that we have provincial chapter leaders, and um, that is to help to assist the new chapters to ensure that they can grow and get the support that they need. So there are some of uh, the chapters where you may have been getting in touch and not getting a response. Just so you know, bear with us, we're working hard, and uh, these volunteers that have risen up to boldly and courageously run a chapter are people just like you right, who have just stepped up and said, I'm going to do something about this. And so they need your assistance. So please be sure to join a chapter. And as we go through, as I go through the resources tonight and the information, you are going to see why it is that the chapters are absolutely essential in dealing with this issue with our schools. We have to turn over every school board, Every mayor and city council, we need to vote new people in. And for those who are standing the line, elected officials, we need to make sure that they get reelected. All right. So I mentioned in my opening that this is a top down problem. And uh, some of you on this call may have voted for Justin Trudeau. And I know you're probably really regretting it, (laughs) as we would hope you would. But he has been very transparent about his feelings about the his agenda to infiltrate Canada and our school system and society with the LGBTQ agenda. And so this is a page that we've created recently. It was in the last week's call to action. So you can go in and view some of this material but I kind of figure you are who your friends are. And let's take a look at who some of Justin Trudeau's friends are and who he hangs out with. This was one of his cabinet members. I believe that gentleman is now removed. Um, but this is our prime minister.
2: A little mob out there of rainbows.
3: And we have the
1: liberal oh my
4: leader
3: of Canada,
1: I'm Justin star-truck.
4: Trudeau.
3: You must be star totally Isn't he star-truck just star-truck. dashing?
4: And look, okay. She's now officially the most. Hi, guys! Believe it or not,
5: I'm here with Justin Trudeau, all the way from Ottawa. How are you? Oh, just fabulous! A perfect day, perfect weekend, an extraordinary celebration. So true. Welcome to Edmonton. How would you say Edmonton Pride compares to other cities in Canada? You know
0: what? It's not
6: comparable. The community focus, the people out here, the amazing energy—it's
5: just fabulous. But you know what? It's pretty fabulous all across the country. It's true. Pride is fabulous everywhere. But we're very honored to have you here. Thank. you.
1: All right. So um, in this particular video, I don't know if you can uh, recognize it or not, but I don't believe that our prime minister is in his own right mind. I think that there is the potential that uh, maybe our prime minister is intoxicated. Um, Not only that, but how he is representing himself to the world, I believe, is shameful. This is I do not believe how a leader should conduct himself one thing that people don't know is that pride the lgbtq uh, is very political and to show up at this event as the leader of a party in canada is very inappropriate now uh, this is uh something else uh trudeau it, this is apparently a, a drag queen called the queen of the north and again this is your prime minister this was years years ago Thank you.
5: Never fear, the Queen of the North is here. That's me.
1: (laughs) What they don't show you was that there was additional videos that were taken where uh, Trudeau was embracing that particular individual and gushing as if he had a crush. Now... Some of the people that Trudeau has been aligned with. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau is reported to have close ties to convicted pedophiles. Again, you can go on this web page. You can review that link. Uh, the UN official, Peter John Daglish, was arrested for pedophilia. In 2016, Trudeau awarded Daglish the Order of Canada. The Trudeau Foundation uses pedophile code words and symbols Former Premier of Ontario, Kathleen Wynne, created legislation to seize children from their homes if parents did not affirm their gender identity. Wynne was also responsible for implementing the Comprehensive Sex Education Program, also known as SOGI123. Ben Levin, who assisted uh, Kathleen Wynne, was convicted of creating and possessing child pornography. There was also one that I've missed here. P.M. Trudeau's best friend and roommate, Christopher Charles Ingoldson, was sentenced for possession of child porn. Now, I would take a look at this and I'd say, you know, what are the chances of one individual having these many ties to other individuals who have been involved with uh, child abuse and convicted pedophiles? Jody Wilson-Raybould and Trudeau made it a priority to lower the age of anal sex when Trudeau came into office from the age of 18 to 16. This is something that I had received yesterday that I saw posted on the internet. This is a trip that Trudeau had made to see his good friend, Emmanuel Macron, the leader of France. I don't believe that that is a natural relationship for a prime minister to have with the leader of another country as a married man or as any man at all. All right. This is going to be a 10 and a half minutes of your time, but we've talked about SOGI one, two, three in Canada, but it didn't start in Canada. It is a UN agenda to sexualize children at the earliest age possible. And it is called the comprehensive sexuality education And I believe this video was created in 2015. And then once the video is done, we're going to see how does that tangibly look when we uh, um, see Canada and our education system? How has this agenda come into our public school systems? And even many of you will test there in the Catholic schools and uh, Christian schools as well, where LGBTQ have infiltrated um, also, the government would threaten to remove funding to private school as well so that they would implement these agendas. We got a real fight on our hands to protect our children.
7: This is definitely an attack. It will affect your child-rearing. It will affect your education system.
8: This is instructions for the teacher in the classroom to ask her or his students, how do people express their sexual feelings? What is abstinence? And here are some answers. Oral sex, masturbation, anal sex, massage, holding hands, touching each other's genitals, saying, I like you. And what they're doing is equating all these things, saying I like you is equal to anal sex.
2: It is pornography. Men, especially on the House floor, did not want to look at. We couldn't show this on the television news, but yet we want our fourth grade children to be looking at this book. In the name of sexuality education, children are seeing obscene materials that have been ruled by Congress and by the Supreme Court, impossible
3: to show to children. An online CSE program for African youth called The World Starts With Me tells children that sexuality includes oral sex and masturbation. It then tells them it's their own choice if they want to lose their virginity. It shows children pictures of naked girls and boys in various stages of development and then asks them to point out differences in their private parts. Parents likely will never know as it is all done online away from home.
4: They have elementary students as young as nine years old. Then they teach them how to wear a condom. And they have this plastic genitalia. And they even have uh, young girls. They're teaching them how to put a condom on a male genitalia and boys how to put a condom on a woman genitalia without the knowledge and consent of the parents.
9: They're giving them handouts, negotiating sexual encounters with other students. For example, There are statements like this, can I take your shirt off? It makes me hot when you touch me here. Is it okay if I take my pants off?
3: Where we in Latin America, we still have a lot of poverty. We have communities that don't have fresh water, that don't have electricity. Focus is completely shifted from basic needs. They get comprehensive sexual education without the consent of parents, taking and deconstructing the family.
5: My brother Luis and I had an opportunity to go to the United Nations and give a speech on the UN floor. I told them how Planned Parenthood was passing out a booklet for HIV-positive youth at the United Nations called Healthy, Happy, and Hot. This is for the kids who have AIDS. It teaches about sexual pleasure through masturbation, with same-sex partners, and even if you are drunk. This
0: pamphlet
3: called Healthy, Happy, and Hot tells young people that you have the right not to disclose your HIV status to a sexual partner if you're not comfortable. It also tells young people that are HIV positive that if they decide with their partner not to wear a condom that's their decision. The World Health Organization standards for sexuality education in Europe actually suggests that children ages 0 to 4 should be given information about masturbation and given the right to explore their gender identity. For ages 4 to 6, children should be taught about same-sex relationships and respect for different norms regarding sexuality.
7: The interests of organizations like UNFPA and IPPF is to get parents out of the picture and to radicalize and sexualize children.
6: UNFPA has tried to convince my country to change our positions on issues such as reproductive
7: rights and comprehensive sexuality education. Madam Chair, does the UNFPA think it can do this because NORU is the smallest member states of the United Nations? The Nigerian government was actually told by the Western countries that if they do not give in, that they will be denied foreign aid.
3: On page 89 of a UNICEF published Sexual and Reproductive Health Manual, UNICEF listed situations in which one can obtain sexual pleasure that included sexual responses directed towards inanimate objects, animals, minors, and non-consenting persons. In the context of the Sustainable Development Goals, that determines the agenda for the next 15 years. The voice is very, very biased. It's just International Planned Parenthood Federation and their affiliates we have a direct influence on the outcome documents, on what what is established, what is negotiated at the UN. Some of the objectives of the UNESCO Sexuality Education Guidelines include teaching children at age nine about sexual stimulation and the definition and function of orgasm and at age 15 that both men and women can receive sexual pleasure with a partner of the same or opposite sex. The It's All One curriculum also promoted by International Planned Parenthood reveals the multiple manipulative tactics used to indoctrinate and sexualize children through CSE. Like other CSE programs It's All One claims, among other things, to be evidence-based, comprehensive, human rights, gender-sensitive, and culturally appropriate education that will increase young people's responsible decision-making to reduce adolescent rates of pregnancy and sexually transmitted infections, including HIV. It's All One, however, like most CSC programs, is really just cleverly disguised abortion rights sexual pleasure education masquerading as human rights, gender, and sexual and reproductive health education. It aggressively promotes abortion. With over 112 references to abortion, its all-one has an obsessive focus on sexual pleasure, mentioning sexual pleasure 62 times. It promotes multiple sex acts and instructs children on how to stimulate themselves or their partner to orgasm. To explore their readiness, children fill out a worksheet that infers Children are ready to have sex when you are feeling sexually attracted to the other person and when you are feeling comfortable about telling the other person what feels good sexually. It teaches that human rights encompass sexual rights, including alleged rights to all persons to sexual expression and the right to seek sexual pleasure. Hooking children on sex is a multi-billion dollar business for Planned Parenthood and other similar organizations. This is because children or prospects once sexualized become Planned parented customers dependent upon their services. Comprehensive sexuality education programs are disguised under many names. They may be called comprehensive sex or sexual education, education on human sexuality, reproductive health education, information on sexual and reproductive health, family life education, teen pregnancy prevention, rape prevention, anti-bullying programs, HIV-AIDS prevention, and sometimes even abstinence or abstinence-plus education. CSE programs usually falsely claim to be age-appropriate, evidence-based, healthy sexuality education that will prevent teen pregnancy, sexual abuse, STDs, and HIV.
9: One of the handouts that concerns me the most is called The gender Person. They teach that gender is a spectrum, that you can choose to be whatever you want. You could be all female one day, and the next day feel like you're neither female or male.
0: Frankly, it's confusing. It's a mental molestation. We're confusing these kids as to what they are. From a
3: medical perspective, when sexual freedom is the priority, then sexual health is going to suffer. There are laws in Oregon
0: where children as young as 15 can get taxpayer-funded sex changes without parental consent. You can't have an aspirin at school without parental consent. However, a student could make these life-altering, permanent decisions without their parental knowledge or consent.
2: Sexual rights, sexual education movements, began with Dr. Alfred C. Kinsey. Kinsey actually had pedophiles measure with a stopwatch how many children could achieve what he called orgasms within a 24-hour period. Today, comprehensive sexuality education is based on this philosophy that children are sexual from birth created by Kinsey.
10: Say not to CSE! Say not to CSC.
8: We've got to stop it. We've got to use everything at our disposal. We have to stand together to stop this attack against our children.
4: And they have all this funding and this organization, but we know that if we stand together, we can do something for the family, for the children. We
2: stopped the Kinsey Sexuality Education Program in Croatia.
5: It is time for parents to say, no, my family is mine. My wife is mine. I am hers. Our children are ours. Banded together and
7: find ways to stop it from entering your country.
5: Men have to rise up, defend their family. On matters sexual, the fathers have got to stand up, say, you have no place talking sexuality to my children. We resist it, even with our lives, because that's what life is all about.
2: It's happening on our watch. If we don't do something about it, it is all of us that carry that guilt.
3: To learn more and to sign the petition to stop sexuality education, go to stops.
1: Sorry, a little blurb there at the end. All right, I I just think that is just such a powerful video overview. But I I love the comments at the end. I love the man saying, "Fathers, we need you. Men, we need you to stand up. You don't talk sexuality to our children." Uh, You don't groom them. You don't prepare them for these world pedophiles and sorry, but uh, sexual deviants to come into our schools and and prepare them uh, for something that is very, very unnatural. And where they're taking steps then to further go and mutilate their bodies permanently and sterilize our children. Um, You know, so now what I want to do is I want to take this video and the comprehensive sexuality education and say, where can we see this in Canada? Where can we see this in our education system? Is there proof of it? are you yourselves aware of what your children are being exposed to in the classroom? And my hope is that this will help to alert you what to look for. My greater hope is that you would pull them from the public school system. And I'll talk more about that at the end and um, working towards getting them into alternative uh, teachings, such as homeschooling, which Action for Canada is working on. So here's one example on the page that um, I had sent out Uh, week before last, and it was in BC in kindergarten, where the uh, child came home with uh, a a homework assignment on masturbation, kindergarten, Uh, this is definitely a problem that is infiltrating our schools on mass, it seems that the more uh, this program is uh, across Canada into the schools, it is uh, attracting Certain individuals to become teachers. Uh, I think I showed this video a couple of weeks ago. I'll just show a moment of it. Uh, This is in the US, but make no mistake, mistake, what's happening in the US and Canada is very much aligned.
4: Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Last year, unbeknownst to pretty much nobody, a woman in Brooklyn started a Twitter account that was comprised almost solely of videos of liberals talking about themselves. So the concept was very simple, find interesting tape that had already been uploaded to the internet by the people who made it, and then repost that tape. There was no editing of it, no special effects, there was very little editorial content. The idea was to let activist types describe in their own words what they believe, unfiltered. The woman who created it called that account Libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok now has more followers than the entire population of the state of Wyoming. Libs of TikTok's audience dwarfs the nightly viewership on CNN. So it was quite successful by definition. The question is why, and here's why. It turns out that as repellent as academic lifestyle liberalism may seem to you as an observer, the reality of it, as described by the people who actually believe this stuff, is even worse than you ever imagined. It's really beyond belief, both idiotic and disgusting. It's like watching someone eat roadkill. You feel nauseous, but you can't turn away. So Lips of TikTok found all kinds of tape on the Internet, but they found a bunch of selfie-style videos from the publicly available social media accounts of teachers. They didn't snoop. They just pulled what people had already posted. Here's some of what they found.
9: Hi, my name's Az and I'm a preschool teacher. Recently we started wearing pronoun pins and the kids get to pick a new pronoun pin every. Day. We have some that pick like she, her every single day and we have some that change it up. So,
6: I'm a non-binary preschool teacher,
1: and my kids know I'm non-binary, they know I'm not a girl or a boy, I use they them pronouns in the classroom, we work on it, not all the kids get it, that's okay, and I go by mix gray in the classroom, not miss or mister.
3: Man, y'all thought me uh, teaching the children about me being poly was crazy. But
2: not only that, but they also know that I'm gender fluid. I'm going to give you my explanation about what it means to be transgender as well. So when babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl. Kids as young as three and four are actually aware of their gender identity, even if they don't have the language for it. To Say that pre-K through third grade are not ready for such topics is actually internalized homophobia and transphobia.
1: Okay, I think that's a bit of a, a an example of what it is that um our current public school system is producing. These are individuals who were indoctrinated in the school system, and this is the product of that. And unfortunately, like I said, then what happens is, so they've gone through the comprehensive sexual education program, they've been inundated with lies and information, uh, planting seeds of doubt as to who they are, their God-given biological sex, and now they enter the public school system as teachers. And I hate to say it here, but as uh, you know, listed above, I said this CSE program is basically welcome pedophiles, child sex groomers, and the gender dysphoric. And it, it, there has got to be a place where we are not uh, concerned or afraid of public opinion, but we say this is wrong. This is just outright wrong. So this is how it's entering our schools. This video, it's got to be three or four years old. Um, it was from a, a, a group of LGBTQ teachers, uh, superintendents, etc. It's 10 minutes long, but I'll just play a few minutes of the BC education system and what's being taught in your schools.
9: I approach these topics with early primary students. Um, often begins with a book. It starts with a story, for sure. It is in the curriculum for us to talk about family and family diversity, and that's a really natural way to talk about it. And at their age, six and seven, they're remarkably open and accepting if that's the tone that is set. So it's actually not as difficult as it seems, I don't think.
3: Don't be afraid to start with the younger grades. They are definitely ready to learn about, there aren't just two boxes, boy and girl. There's everything in between and there are different types of families and the the kids are old enough to learn about that and to be accepting of each other's differences.
5: Who's in your family? My dog, My dog, oh, so cute.
3: A family can be made up in many different ways. Robin's family is made up of her dad, Clifford, and his partner, Henry.
6: Everybody loves to dress up in different ways. And usually in kindergarten, like right off the bat, the the house center and the dress ups are very popular. And um, many, many times I've had children who go and choose dress ups that aren't stereotypical. And immediately I'm intervening and educating to help everybody be respectful and allow people to choose how they want to dress up and how they want to use their imaginations and how they want to express themselves.
3: There's people that are boys. There's people that are girls. There are are people whose gender might be
6: a little bit of both or might even be neither. All girls like playing with dolls. Is that a stereotype? Yes. Is it true? No. 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 Boys don't cry. What? Girls don't play sports. What? That's ridiculous. Of course they do. Being an ally means that, you know, it takes many colors to make a rainbow. Gender won't decide
8: the choices we make. Some boys like dressing up, some girls like catching snakes.
1: Okay, so that's another example of what is currently happening throughout Canada in our public school systems. It's a hit and miss. It, it, it is a hit and miss. What teacher did your child get? What is their ideologies? Are they prone to lies? I mean, these people are lying to these children. You, there's, there's two sexes, male and female. Uh, there isn't anything in between. There's just not. It's not scientifically proven. It's an outright lie. Stereotypical, talking to kindergartners, grade one, grade two, grade three, they're going to understand it's not stereotypical if they end up dressing up and then she's going to intervene and straighten these kids out and make sure that they're not thinking about that. They don't care, you know, what, um, what other kids in the class are, are dressing up in. They're not thinking sexually about that. Um, but I can tell you, there was this meme I recently saw, and it was a man saying, you know, thank goodness, you know, when he was growing up, you know, the kids want to be anything. You want to be prince, you know, a girl, little girl wants to be a princess and a boy a prince, and he wanted to be a pirate. And he was like, thank God, my parents had the sense not to take me in and have an eye removed and a leg. Right? That's, that's where we're at. That's how absolutely insane it is what we are uh, witnessing. So that's one way it's coming into the schools. another one, this is mass resistance in the United States. Um, I've, I've, been connected with them for quite a number of years, and they're actually going in and asking teachers uh, to provide information from the inside. So one of them is a questionnaire. It's happening in Canada as well. So 11, 12, 13-year-olds, it says, how likely are you to ask other students what gender pronouns they are? Well, after after you've just spent five years indoctrinating me, I guess I probably might ask what a pronoun is. Right. This is completely planting seeds. Absolutely not what we're sending our kids to school for. Um, How do you identify? Example, are you a lesbian, non-binary, queer? 11 to 13 years old. So many more questions. So many more questions that they should just not be asking at school. These people should be arrested. That's what should happen. All right. This uh, a friend just uh, gave this to me. Uh, she's got her four-year-old in a preschool. So the preschool sends out this message. Dear kids and company families, uh, the preschool is kids and company. Apparently, it's a franchise. With 20 years in the child care uh, space, we know that embracing diversity starts with teaching children to celebrate what makes them unique. Diversity is one of kids and company's core values. We hire, teach, and grow grounded in the belief that differences should be embraced and diverse backgrounds and perspectives celebrated. June marks Pride Month, as well as Indigenous History Month. Both are wonderful opportunities to educate children about celebrating what makes people unique. Reading with our children, remember she said, you can't start, you know, start too young, and reading's a great way to indoctrinate them to introduce a concept spark a conversation and start teaching our children to be allies to those that, they, that may appear to be different from them. Now, as I mentioned earlier, they're using inflammatory kinds of words like anti-bullying. There is no bullying going on in kindergarten and grade one and grade two that would make 0.0001% of the population entitled to having all of this special treatment. I've mentioned uh, in, in, in the show yesterday that my daughter, she was really tiny when she got into grade eight and boy, oh boy, she was a little slow on development and man, did she get bullied. She got stuffed in a locker. Uh, there were two girls who, two um, unfortunate immigrant girls that had come here. They weren't living with their mom and their aunt. They had some problems going on and they targeted my daughter to the point where we needed to uh, contact the police. I know lots of other kids that have been bullied. You know, that's a system where we've got anti bullying programs trying to address these. Uh, We work together with the police and I hope to, you know, also assist these two young girls. They have not cornered the market on on being bullied and victimization. And what a horrible place to stick a community of people in a constant state of victimhood. I think that that crushes their spirit and they don't Um, achieve everything that they could. I think all kids should be treated equal. They should go to school and learn how to read and write and do arithmetic. Now, the books that they're talking about, of course, is Worm Loves Worm, and Tango Makes Three, and When We Are Kind, all LGBTQ-related. Why do we need to read these to our kids? For 0.001% of the population that in elementary school there is nearly zero chance of, of children struggling with this, why are we indoctrinating 99 point whatever percent of the population? If you're looking for even more inspiration, we will be hosting a Kidco Talks webinar with PFLAG Canada. And what I would recommend is that anytime you see information come where somebody is hosting an event, always take the time to look into, hey, who's PFLAG? Well, look at that. PFLAG is focused on Um, all things about helping Canadians with issues of sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. It is really blowing up into a movement uh, for such a minute portion of the population. So this is PFLAG, and they have chapters growing across Canada. We need to be aware of this. All right, so this was from a Langley Daycare, but uh, we could see that maybe somebody from Abbotsford decided to, you know, do a little outreach to these daycares. Be careful, question everything. Uh, this mom is now saying, I, I don't think I can keep my child here. I said, I wouldn't. You know, that, that's, a, that's a great concern. It just takes that little seed planted to cause doubt in a child's mind. This is very, very vile what's going on. Now, um, I also talked about what's in your home. What are the cartoons that your kids are watching? I'm learning to really appreciate Matt Walsh. I didn't really know about him a month ago, but this man is right on. Look at this 1.34 million views. And and so he just does this short 12-minute clip, and he's talking about four different cartoons. Arthur, my kids used to watch Arthur. And back then, it was a safe cartoon to watch, but not any longer. Let's take a look at this this little dude. Oops, sorry. Gonzarella. Oh <gasps> But Gonzo,
2: why didn't Vu tell us? Because you all expected me to look a certain way. I don't want you to be upset with me. But I don't want to do things just because that's the way they've always been done either. I want to be me. Oh Gonzo, we're sorry. It wasn't very nice of us to tell you what to wear to our ball.
1: You're our friend, and we love you any way you are.
4: Yeah, of course we yeah. do.
1: All right, so as we said, conditioning the mind, starting very young, remember what that one teacher said: don't be afraid to start too young, conditioning your child. This is coming into your home and you may not be aware of it. Doesn't it sound nice that everybody should be accepted, but, but should a cartoon character turn into a drag queen? Um, let's, let's just hear, let me see if I can find it for a moment. Let's hear what a drag queen has to say about all this.
5: What, what in the hell has a drag queen ever done? to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much other than put on makeup and, and jump on the floor and writhe around and do sexual things on stage. I have absolutely no idea why you would want that to influence your child. Would you want a stripper or a porn star to influence your child? It, it makes no sense at all. A drag queen performs in a nightclub for adults. There is a lot of filth that goes on, a lot of sexual stuff that goes on. And backstage, there's a lot of nudity, sex and drugs. Okay. So I don't think that this is an avenue you would want your child to explore. They could explore dressing up at home. Like we all did. Like all gay boys did. We all dressed at home and we had a great time. We had a great time with our girlfriends putting on makeup, trying on clothes, things like that. But to actually get them involved in drag is extremely, extremely irresponsible on your part. And I understand you might want to look like you're with it, that you're cool, that you're woke, that you're not a Nazi, that you're not a homophobe, whatever, whatever it may be, but you can raise your child to be just a normal, regular, everyday child without including them in gay, sexual things. And honestly, you're not doing the gay community any favors. In fact, you're hurting us, okay? We have already had a reputation of being pedophiles and being perverts and deviants. We don't need you to bring your children around. So you keep your kids at home or take them to Disneyland or take them to Chuck E. Cheese. But if you need your child to be entertained by a big human in a costume or in makeup, take them to the circus or something. When they turn 18, then why don't you take them to the clubs on their 18th birthday because it's an adult thing, okay? So don't ruin your child's life and don't ruin us because that's what you're doing.
1: All right. So straight from a, I would say straight from a drag queen, but that's a play on words. Um, what you may want to do, I won't be going into that tonight, but if you take a look at we've been fighting against the drag queen story hours in libraries and in public libraries and now coming into schools and libraries, the drag queens are showing up. And I mean, I'm sorry to say, but, you know, this person had their makeup just right on, but we got the most ridiculous looking uh, men dressing as women with beards and um, others that are making extremely provocative and sexual uh, moves and dances, twerking, whatever, in front of children and teaching them how to do it. And then drag queens laying on the floor afterwards and welcoming children to lay on top of them. This is outright grooming. This Our kids need to be protected from this. Now, um, through all of this, they're trying to make it out that these poor LGBTQ in kindergarten and grade one and three and four and five and six and seven are being so bullied and picked on and everybody, social justice, let's just have more understanding, you know, for these kids as we indoctrinate you all. So the next video I'm going to play for you is a trans man, Scott Nugent, who ended up um, at the age of 42, deciding to transition, and had the surgery. And his experience, as he had described it, was 18 months of excruciating uh, pain getting through it. And then he has you know, come to the other side of all of this with a much greater awareness. Uh, the UN, in preparing for pushing all of this agenda, first getting it into the schools by changing the uh, provincial human rights by including gender expression and gender identity, so that when they ended up putting this uh, Soji 123 in the schools, they could turn around and say, oh, no, 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 you can't discriminate against this because, you know, we've got it in our human rights that uh, this is a protected group. They never needed to change and amend the human rights because we were already all equal under the law. What it did was now make us unequal and they're a preferential group. So then the UN ended up removing transgenderism from the list of mental health issues. So now it's like taboo to say people who want to cut off their perfectly healthy body parts are mentally ill. If you were to go to a doctor and want your perfectly good arm removed, I think that we would say there's a potential that you need to seek psychological help. And so what the government in Canada did, and Justin Trudeau was also trying to push since he came in, was Bill C-4 against conversion therapy. Conversion therapy ban has not existed in Canada for over 40 years. It was when People were struggling with uh, gay or being gay or lesbian and, you know, they put them in an institution and either castrated them or gave them, uh, you know, mental, like, uh, what do you call that, um, electric shock treatments. That hasn't gone on because they said it was ineffective and it was cruel and it was. Nobody does that anymore. But in order to appeal to the emotions of Canadians and some unknowing elected officials who aren't doing their homework and in, voted in favour of Bill C4, Now they've passed it. Now they've got your kids completely confused going through the school system. And now when your 11-year-old girl comes home from school and says, I'm no longer a girl, I'm a boy, if you don't take them and um, support their gender dysphoria, these crazy ideas that the school has planted in their heads, and you don't take them to a gender dysphoria clinic, you as a parent or a caregiver can spend five years in jail. So now let's take a look what Scott Nugent has put together here. And, and this one has some graphic images of surgeries because 67%, I believe, of the surgeries go wrong. This is, not, this is not love. This is not caring about individuals. This is, to me, demonic, what the agenda is to indoctrinate our schools with the kids and put this ideology into their heads and then start mutilating their bodies. But let's take a look at this.
10: No Oh ooh The blood in my veins oh ooh But they never did ever did, ever been and flowing inhibited lipided till it broke apart
1: All right. That's a lot of pain that he has experienced through this whole agenda. I would say that Justin Trudeau, Klaus Schwab, and the rest of them have nothing, you know, like on Hitler. Talk about medical experimentation on mass of our children. Every time I speak on this issue, I have moms coming to me and telling me that their daughter is no longer a boy, or sorry, a girl, but has been led to believe that they're a boy, or that they're pansexual, or transsexual, or whatever it is. This is from the public school system. This is indoctrination. One parent came up to me, and there were five children, five girls, 11 to 12 years old, in one class at an art school. This needs to stop. This needs to stop. This is criminal. This was Bill C-4, an act to amend the criminal code. See how they used conversion therapy. We fought this for years. Now, what I'd like to remind everybody is we were really focused within the last year and two on all things COVID. And when we created notices of liability, we included the Constitution Act, Section 52.1, that said that the Constitution is the supreme law of Canada, and that anything that is in violation of it, that's my short version of it, is of no force or effect. This is in violation of the Constitution. Bill C-4 is of no force or effect. This is in violation of parental rights. But the warning is, get your kids out of the public school system. We cannot risk this or take a chance any longer that they would be exposed to this. Now, The other ways that this is infiltrating society is through businesses. They're being convinced that having the pride flag on their window, you'll see little LGBTQ friendly stickers on windows. This is a huge marketing campaign and it should be, these should be removed. The creator of the pride flag said that's what flags are for. Flags are about proclaiming power So every time you see a pride, a political pride flag up a flagpole at a school or a city hall, they are taking power of those places and over the people, and it's got to stop. I would like to see all of the pride crosswalks have a great big dove with the the, um, the, the little green twig in their mouth showing that, uh, let's take back the rainbow. This is such a lie, and it's an offence. What I want to say about this officer here, who's so proudly displaying, uh, you know, the police emblem in the pride colors for the month of June, is that he's no longer a safe person for me. Because he has taken a political position on something and the police are supposed to be, must be, politically neutral. I talked to the commissioner, RCMP commissioner of BC, and um, I became aware back in 2019 when I had my first uh, conversations and meetings with him was this was a top-down problem as well. I said top-down problem everywhere we go. So Commissioner Lucky is the top cop in BC for the RCMP. And she has instructed that the RCMP need to build bridges with the gay and lesbian community. Those bridges were from 40 or 50 years ago. We're done with that. We're done with that. We've come a long way. We cannot be eternally sorry for something that other people did. The police have come a long way. So we, we don't, they're, they're not supposed to be political. It is a horrible thing that happened in time, but we've had a lot of horrible things happen over time, and we've had to work to make a better world, and we've achieved that. And and so the police must be completely neutral. So please be ready when you see something like this to call. This was the Vancouver police. Every resident in Vancouver who is awake and aware should be contacting them and saying, this is no good. That's got to be removed. That is a political symbol. Now, when I send out the weekly calls to action, which is hopefully what brought most of you here, maybe you saw the invitation through a friend, even maybe just uh, mention in the chat how you came to know about tonight. But for um, the purposes of those who are here for the first time, this is, uh, you know, our menu and under call to action, if you go to weekly emails, it will take you to all of the incredible work that we've been doing. We, we cover a lot of issues. We've covered a lot of issues regarding uh, COVID, bringing special speakers on. Uh, we're talking about the rapid tests, as you can see, and the dangers that are involved there. We've had David Lindsay on because we're pursuing uh, uh, the private informations, laying criminal charges against employers for people who have lost their jobs, etc., um, and so right now, though, we feel it's a very important time, even worldwide, many are talking about this and finally becoming aware to stop the radical agendas from entering our schools. So in order to do that, I put together an email that looks like this. And this one has an urgent call to action. So I'll come back up to that. Um, this was uh, something that was tied to an organization called Youth for a Change And so this was a group that wanted to put a a youth dance on for LGBTQ kids. But unfortunately, pretty much every single one of these organizations are tied to disgusting um, organizations that uh, promote the exploitation of children. And many, many kids are unexpectedly clicking maybe on youth for change and ending up on links like this. So I said, do not turn a blind eye. Children and youth are being deliberately sexually groomed and they cannot turn away from this and neither should you. We've got to face this head on and Action for Canada tries to provide you with the compelling information you need to get active and with the compelling information you need to talk to your school board trustees to tell them to work to get this program immediately out of the schools, to remove all of the books that are cartoon uh is basically cartoon uh, pornography, it's actually a criminal offense. And I'll show you that in the notice of liability. This is the video that I had shown you this one here with Jordan Peterson is exceptional. This lady wrote a book called irreversible damage, the transgender craze seducing our daughters. There is a 4,000% increase, in that number's from 2020. You can imagine it's much higher now of girls who have been seduced into believing they are no longer a beautiful girl, but that they are a boy. Walt Hayer is a gentleman that has started an organization called Sex Change Regret. Um, at a very young age, his parents would drop him off at his grandmother. And she was a seamstress and she actually ended up making him a purple dress because he liked to dress up. And he loved the purple dress so much that when he snuck at home one time, his dad found out about it and he was firmly disciplined and never got to see his grandmother again. I would say that uh, would be quite understandable, uh, but it had caused a great deal of harm to Walt. And so he had trauma from his childhood as do the majority of people who are dealing with gender dysphoria. And now that uh, Trudeau has passed Bill C-4, they're trying to prohibit people from finding out what that trauma was. Right now, the greatest trauma is what's uh, happening through the public school systems and the private school systems indoctrinating our children. So um, many have had experienced sexual abuse And so what this is also doing is the pedophiles that sexually abuse them uh, no longer have to stand trial because nobody is going to get the counseling anymore that they need to officially uh, bring justice. It's really quite dark and evil. Anyways, back to Matt Matt Walsh. Amazing. This was the trailer. I have provided the full documentary here. I would highly, highly recommend that you watch this uh, video of what is a woman. And then just a little bit more information. And then as this uh, psychiatrist has said, get your kids out of schools, out of the universities. This is no place for them. So I will just head back up because now I want to talk about what the solutions are and what you can do. We're in a very good position right now. Because thanks to a fellow named Pierre, he ended up uh, providing me with the names of books, which was actually in the comprehensive sexual education uh, program, the one book that was called It's Perfectly Normal, which was written in 1994 and has been around and in the schools for a very long time. And it is in schools and libraries across Canada. On the page with the notice of liability, which I've provided, if you go to resources training under parent resources, you can find this notice of liability on that page. But within that, okay, this is where things get a little bit graphic again. These are the books that our kids K to three is what they've uh, suggested this book for, but others are in comic book style, etc, for teenagers, etc. This is not something that I think that children should be exposed to. Kindergarten to grade three, this is not perfectly normal. It is for a pedophile, maybe, but not a normal moral society. More twisted and, you know, demented information. There's one here where you take a look, like, what would a young man think about when he sees an image like this? you know, teaching masturbation, teaching them. I can't even, I won't even go slow through this because it's just like so absolutely disgusting. And we want these books. They must be pulled from the school systems and our public libraries. So that is one of the reasons I started with our chapters. We meet with our chapter leaders on Monday morning and we are working very hard to create parent teams in every single chapter please consider becoming uh, signing up with one of our chapters. We are trying to grow as fast as we can. We've got 159, but we want to be in all 338 ridings, but in every town and community so that we can come together as teams of concerned uh, citizens and get this kind of garbage removed from the schools. What I'd also like to see when we serve the Notice of Liability If you click there, we've got the PDF version of it. Um, In here, I do provide the sections of the criminal code defining uh, what child pornography is. This definitely falls into the category. And I think another step would be to do a freedom of information to find out which school board trustee or who the individual was that approved these books and thought this was okay, all right? This is against the law. And that individual needs to be arrested and put in jail. And they need to be removed from having any access with children. So please go through the notice of liability, start serving it to your school board trustees. And um, let's work on taking back uh, our schools for our kids. I'm sorry, I just wanted to go in there for one more second, because uh, what the objective is as well, is that we're not only going to have the books removed, we are demanding that the LGBTQ SOGI123 learning resource, which is implemented into every part of the curriculum, like it's even in PE, it's, it's in art, it's in dance, it's in social studies, it's in English, it's in math. You can't pull your children out. It's not just one subject. They've done this intentionally. And so this resource is a portal for our kids being exposed to very sexually deviant um, uh, organizations and other resources and individuals. It is uh, vile. The ARC Foundation is behind uh, SOGI 123 and getting it, I know for sure, into the uh, BC curriculum. Now, the other thing that we're requesting as well is that all things pride be removed from our schools Immediately, because all things pride lead to deviant sexual sites, resources, there is nothing to be proud of going to a pride parade. And even the gay and lesbian community have been reaching out to me people from the gay and lesbian community, and they've been thanking me profusely, they wouldn't go to a pride parade. They don't support the SOGI 123 and the indoctrination in the schools. They don't support these vile books and they don't support drag queens. And so the other portion of this is to remove all performers from being apes uh, who are sexually grooming and exploiting children to remove them from our schools. And so I'm going to finish where I began. And that's with this beautiful, wonderful map of Canada that shows chapters from Action for Canada across the nation working to serve Canadians and to save our kids from this incredible harm. So thank you for your time. I'll close the share. Whew, that's a lot of heavy stuff, I know. But if our kids are being exposed to this, like I said, we can't turn a blind eye. We have to love them enough to be willing to take whatever criticism comes and expose this. All right. Um, I don't know. Uh, Sheila or Heather, do you want to come on with me? We'll open it up to, if there's any questions, if you want to raise a hand. Uh, Terenzio, do you happen to know if there's any hands that have been raised?
5: All right. We have some questions and we have some hands up. First we have is Felicia. Felicia, you should see a little message pop up on your screen.
8: Hi there. My name is Felicia. I'm a 71-year-old grandmother and, uh, I have to tell you that it's actually really shocking what you've, what you've exposed as, as having been infiltrated into our school system. Um, I don't know if there's a solution, a healthy solution for um, discussing uh, sexual differences if children are interested in talking about it. I mean, that's, I mean.
1: Well, I think, ha- I, I think the point is, is that this is not uh, something that teachers and strangers should be discussing with our kids, especially when they're providing unscientific ideologies. This has no place in, this, in, in the public school system uh, at all, period.
8: Well, I don't know if you guys remember getting sexual education when you were in, in, in public school and in high school. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. It was a joke.
1: Right. But, you know, there, there was guidelines at the time. And when this is leading towards getting children's bodies mutilated and focusing only on one agenda, I think that we can agree that we have a problem. This is not about normal sexuality. This, this is about harming children. This is about indoctrinating them and leading to a lifetime of pharmaceutical drugs and surgeries where people are getting super rich at the expense of our kids, and then as well sterilizing them to go along with the uh, World Economic Forum's uh, a plan, right, to depopulate the world. What a brilliant way about going about it. What a brilliant, evil, disgusting way about, of going about it. So did you have a specific question Alicia? Oh, she's on mute. Okay. All right. Are we on to the hey, next one? Hello. Um, um,
8: do you consider this problem to be part of the transhumanism agenda?
1: 100% I do. All right. To transform into something is to become something better, right? So transgenderism is like taking uh, gender, taking male and female, and feeling that they can be godlike and transform into something else, transform into something superhuman. And we can see that it's not. I've given you evidence tonight that it's not. You can't mess with God's perfect design. And they are mutilating people. And this is not a better design. Um, It's failing miserably. And it's causing a, a great deal of harm. So anyways, thank you, Felicia, for that. Next question.
7: All right, next question is from Genevieve.
1: Hi, Genevieve. No.
3: So since we're on to um, information for criminal activity, could we not actually put information against the teachers who are out and giving these um, criminal,
9: uh, what do you call it, Homework.
1: I, I, I would say yes, uh, you know, this is we're in unprecedented times right now, aren't we? But if um, at any other time in history, like when I was a kid, I'm telling you if any of these books ended up in the classroom, Uh, there would have been charges, the police would have been involved. And I think that we need to uh, count on it, that by contacting the police, like it would have to be, you know, the the obvious graphic materials. You know, when they send home masturbation homework, um, I don't know if that one would be as easy. Uh, There must be other things going on with any teacher who would be in their right mind sending kindergartners home with that kind of work. So I think if you did a little further digging, you'd probably come up with the information you need to do an investigation and at least file complaints, file complaints against these teachers and uh, bring about the awareness and serve the notice of liability.
3: So why wouldn't we just go to laying the information?
1: Laying the private information? Yes. Uh, Well, I would say that uh, you could do that as well. Yes, yep. Yes. All right, thank All right. Thanks, Genevieve. And uh, for those of you who want updates on the work that we're doing with David Lindsay, uh, they have adjourned uh, numerous ones of our lane of private information, the criminal charges against uh, employers. And so within the next month, those are going to be before the courts. And so we'll just continue to keep you posted. I believe that once that first uh, charge goes through and a summons is issued, the dam is going to break. Uh, they know that the evidence we're providing is showing there's been exploitation and intimidation for employees to lose their jobs. And nobody wants to make that first ruling, but we're gonna keep pushing until we get there. All right, uh, Georgina asked a question in the Q&A. She goes, what do you do where on a school board, the majority vote is still what is passed as the vote? Uh, Well, this is where serving the notice of liability should help everybody out a great deal. Because there is absolutely no way that a school board can deny that this is sexually exploiting children and has no place in the schools, especially considering we're providing the books and the evidence regarding that the uh, drag queens, uh, there's just no place for them. They've they've admitted, there's an actual another drag queen who has admitted that we are... Uh, uh, sexually exploiting your children, we're indoctrinating them and we're coming for your children. Uh, I'm not saying all of them are the same. I'm just saying that that there's a message out there. So you need to serve the school board, uh, notice of liability. And then you need to really be part of a community that continues to press in, make phone calls, show up at the school board meetings. And, uh, and then we are as well As I mentioned, one of the uh, solutions is is that we're trying to uh, recruit people to run as school board trustees, mayors and city councils, and we want to help get as many uh, voted in as possible. So as far as solutions are concerned regarding all of this, uh, one of the things I would say is stop giving business to organizations that are promoting all of this. TD Bank, I'm working at pulling my funds out of the TD Bank because every time you go there, they've got like three or four TVs going and everything is about the trans and LGBTQ total and complete indoctrination. Now they're pushing critical race theory and they're starting to plant seeds within people's uh, minds as to worrying about the safety of their finances and their investments in order to move them towards putting them on the digital ID So that's one thing. Stop going to Starbucks. I know you guys just love your Starbucks, but what is this worth? Uh, Burger King, you know, they've got the two single patties and the two double patties. It's disgusting. I mean, what's wrong with these people? Don't they understand the uh, perverse nature of what it is that they're supporting? And then Disney, I know in the one video, they said the drag queen said, take your children to Disney. No, don't. Boycott Disney, take every video you have. I wanna, I, I wanna do a call to action and ask everybody to one, cancel your Disney for your children. It's not safe for your kids to have access to that and then return all your videos. I have Disney's address, you can Google it too and let's start sending them back every single Disney video we have. Yes, including Snow White and the rest of them that come from traditional values. We need to make a clear message. Cancel Netflix. Cancel Netflix. I know that a lot of you are hooked on Netflix, but but choose to get Pureflix. Pureflix has amazing, family friendly videos, and uh, they're rich in value. When I was away at my sister's last week, we watched uh, a couple of movies, and you know, I always come away feeling good. I, I always come away feeling good, like a better person, and encouraged to be a better person. Uh, Send out Action for Canada's weekly emails to every elected official, all the ones that we've done in this last while on this subject, and serve them a notice of liability. Whether they're, uh, you know, showing any signs of supporting it or not, they all, as far as I know, is every single Conservative, Liberal, NDP, Bloc Québécois, voted in favour of Bill C-4. They don't deserve to be elected again. I don't care how sweet some of them are talking right now who are running for leadership of the party, but serve them. Let's bring awareness, right? Let's have conversations as well with them. Uh, make those phone calls, make those appointments, and let's be kind. And, and let's have a, have a talk and see where their heart is at and see how much they know. Know who you vote for and where they stand on these critical issues. Run for office. Run for office. Decide. If you're a teacher and you're fed up with the system, you're probably one of the best people who could run as a school board trustee, and you would be doing society a huge favor by by taking that on, and we want to do our best to help you. Um, And then as well, like I mentioned at the beginning, we're working with homeschooling groups to decide which ones are the best possible ones that we could uh, promote, and then we're going to be releasing that. And hopefully, all of you can pull your registrations from the public school system if you know a church that's willing to open their doors reach out to us and let us know as well all right um okay i'm just going down trying to read a couple of the questions here okay how can we find out what is actually happening in our schools now uh, you could uh well definitely talk to your children talk to other parents talk to teachers there are teachers on the inside who want to provide this information Uh, Go to the library and see if these books, you can go online as well and check what their resources are, Uh, request the information from the librarian. We have a full list, I'm telling you, it's a big list, like 80 or so books that the LGBTQ, the ARC Foundation and SOGI123 promote and are currently, I don't know, in total, you know, that... A school would have all 80 of the books, but they are out there. And also to remember to check for the author themselves. They may not have the name of a book under one author, but there may be other books under that author in your school. Uh, Have a conversation with your principal. Tell them you want to sit down and have a meeting and go over some of the information, uh, serve them, say, you know, possibly you're not involved in this, possibly our school is involved in this, but I want to just lay the line, draw the line right here. And I just want you to know that we're not tolerating this. And I would like to help educate you on the harms that this uh, whole agenda is causing. This is not about loving our kids at all. It's actually a very hateful, um, vindictive and uh, horrifying uh, agenda. So that's the one thing I would say. Um, Okay. Okay, Georgina, again, the government has teachers and others that bring it down from the Minister of Education, and then it's passed on to school divisions and school boards, and the boards do not have a direct say in the curriculum at the point. Uh, The one thing we got to remember is this is not curriculum, it's a resource. And the resource has been intertwined with the curriculum, like there's something for each subject and and so they can easily pull this and not disrupt the curriculum it must be pulled completely and entirely from the school system And uh, the school boards are actually, uh, at times, the ones that are actually approving this and bringing it in. The school boards are also known for the ones to be approving the books. That's why I suggested that you do a freedom of information. And the ministers of education, uh, what we would like to ask all of you to do right now is um, on Action for Canada. Actually, Terenzio, I'd like to share my screen for a moment. Okay, so under contacts you'll see elected officials. And if you click on this link, ministers of education. So there's the list. You can easily find the minister of education in your province and please send them by registered mail or deliver it in person, the notice of liability. Uh, We would so appreciate that. Get busy in your province. I know that in Ontario, especially, you've got a lot of school boards, but get a team together make it your objective, raise some funds. If you can't deliver them in person and a lot of school boards are meeting again in person, then decide to send it via registered mail. Please do not put Action for Canada on the envelope. I've had some that have been returned to me and I have no idea you know, who it was that uh, sent the notices of liability. And as well, there's probably a greater likelihood that they might decide to reject it if they see A for C on because they know the good work we're doing. (laughs) All right. So, okay. Um, Sheila or Heather, can you help me out with maybe viewing some of the questions and asking them? It's hard to do both. Okay. What is the solution for students who are about to go to the university where... Can they go to school instead? And that's a, that's a really interesting question. I know I've heard Jordan Peterson uh, say and um, others that say it, it's not a bad thing to have your kids out of school completely and working for a couple of years because Jordan Peterson, I believe it was uh, him who had said that, you know, you're going to put your kids in for four years and you won't know them when they come out. What's it, what's it worth to you, Right. And, and I know that can seem like a real hardship if they're planning, you know, to become an accountant or a doctor or pick up a trade. I don't think they'll really have problems in the trades with this, but you, you know where I'm going, right? This is for a season right now. And until we get control of it and get these crazies out of office, we've got work to do and we need to protect our kids. Um, is there an avenue to stop paying school taxes? That's a good question. That's a good question, Doug. I don't know. Um, But I know that if you pull your kids out of school, uh, they are they lose funding, the school actually has to uh, reimburse you that funding, especially if you're going to homeschool your child. And so they're going to show up in the fall. And they already said registration was down last year. And you know what money talks. And if there's going to be tons of teachers that are going to be laid off because there's no kids, there's not enough kids in the classroom. So let's work towards that. Let's work towards pulling our kids out of school and getting them into alternative schooling. Get teams together. Be careful, you know, of the homeschooling programs as well. If you're uh, not going to join one that maybe Action for Canada would recommend, just make sure you do your due diligence. There's uh, some school programs out there uh, that are a little bit concerning to me. Uh, you know, just because of the direction, it's very left-leaning and to uh, be quite, yeah, I won't even go down that avenue. Just be careful. Check, check the curriculum. All right. Is the UN the only source of origin of the implementation of this material? All right. So the UN is an unelected body and they are interfering with our democracy. And Canada is a member state. So I forget how many members, member states there are at the UN. I thought it was over 300. And and so what happens is, is the UN will put forth an idea, and then they'll request all the member states comply. And so the member states have a choice. Like Viktor Orban, I, I, I want to move to uh, Hungary. I, I love Viktor Orban. He has absolutely 100% said that none of this will be in their schools in their elementary schools, in their universities. There will be no indoctrination of our children. He is all very much pro-family and pro-faith. And he actually gives incentives for parents who are going to have children for them to stay home, for the mother to stay home and to be able to have uh, children, great financial incentives. This man understands what it is to maintain their sovereignty and to protect it. So that is just a bit of an explanation of the UN. And as I showed you of the concerning um, issues with Justin Trudeau, uh, this is an individual who is very pro-trans, LGBTQ. Um, It is quite obvious that he himself... uh, um, you know, is uh, twisted up and tied up in, into this agenda to a point that it has caused a great deal of harm to Canadians, to our society, but most importantly to our children. So we need to know who we vote for and we need to get them removed. Okay, is the, I went to, yes.
0: There's a question in the chat. Can anyone file for a freedom of information?
1: Yes. Yes, you can. And actually, Sheila is just working on a process for freedom of information of how to do it. It's really quite simple. If it's by the city or the school board trustee, uh, sometimes they have a form for you to fill out. Generally, if you call the administration, they're very ha- happy to assist you and you would let them know that you want to um, place a freedom of information. And when you request, you you ask for maybe, Sheila, you could put the description in the chat so that people could I don't know if that's available to you right now, that they could just copy and paste that. But you want to ask for all emails and any correspondence related to whether it's the books or um, who, who it is that uh, maybe implemented the SOGI 123 in BC. It did come from the Minister of Education into the curriculum and then the school boards and the teachers themselves. Um, are the ones that can make a decision whether or not uh, to implement the resources. But the interesting thing is, is that because they are so intent on indoctrinating our kids, they actually have individuals randomly going into teachers' classrooms, making sure that they're teaching and providing this learning resource to the kids. I've had teachers who want no part of this and are extremely stressed out as to what to do because of what they're being insisted that they need to teach, and and there's no way they'll do it. Okay, is there a solidarity-like plan to open an alternative school system? There's a lot of activity going on right now, but the major one, of course, is homeschooling. And we're going to be going back to... Uh, you know, some of the good old days teaching knitting and sewing and uh, mechanics. Uh, There's one fellow that wants to teach kids how to fly a plane and gardening and all of all of those good things as well, tangible things uh, that would have been really, really important for all of us to know. But the government, uh, you know, has guided us down this cattle chute to get into a position of consumerism where we can just go to the store and buy everything and anything. And we don't have to, you know, worry about how to mend that, uh, that wool sock, you know, that you, that you picked up, we'll just throw it out and buy a new one. And I mentioned that because my mom is great. My mom's from the Netherlands and she can knit and she actually mends my wool socks and I continue to wear them because I've always said, waste not want not. And I think that's a good mentality to have. So I think uh, unless there's any hands raised Terenzio.
4: Next one is Brian. Yeah,
11: good evening. Uh, I was talking to uh, uh, an investment guy at a bank that I deal with, and I mentioned to him that he should be concerned about what's going on with his kids, especially in the school system. And the one thing he said to me was, he said, you know, my wife and myself both work. We come home and you got to get meals prepped and the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, but you should be taking time to talk to your kids every night, see what's on their phones, see mm-hmm. what they learn during the day, yeah. and really pay attention to what they're saying yes. because you can have so many problems arising out of these school systems. Now, what should I do? Recommend that he signs up for the Action for Canada so he can get on these Power Hours. I, I would, more?
1: yeah, I would love that. And today's Empower Hour will be on our Empower Under Join. You'll see Empower Hour, and this video will be posted there. I did a Taboo Talks yesterday on on this subject. I think today's was uh, more in depth and and a better one. Uh, but Taboo Talks is on Tuesdays, and that one will be on the Taboo Talks page. And then encourage him, if there's a chapter in his region, to get involved. And uh, we've been doing a youth freedom movement. We had an eight-week program with kids teaching them about the Constitution and the Charter and how to speak and how to have confidence. And, and uh, a number of them did speeches at the end, and it was just incredible to see how knowledgeable and how wise these kids were with the proper oversight and direction and uh, speaking life into them right and we want to give our youth a voice i don't know how old these these this individual's children would be but when we start the uh programs within the communities of homeschooling uh hopefully all hands will be on deck and hopefully there will be an alternative for this individual and his wife because that's the biggest concern and 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 this was part of the plan right the 45 goals of communism was written i i don't know it was like the 40s or 50s 60s I don't know how far back it goes but it was 45 goals of communism you can look at and one of them was of course to uh, emasculate men and elevate women and get women into the workplace make them feel like they're less of a person because they're at home taking care of all of the responsibilities that they had so that was one direction of getting children into the public school system and giving control to the government of our kids um, and and then of course taxing the death out of them. So now we have two parents working, but they're still no further ahead because of uh, Justin Trudeau and the globalist intentionally impoverishing impoverishing. Canadians. So forcing them into positions where one, they can't pay their bills, their kids have to be in the public school system and single parents, et cetera. uh, I mean, my heart has really ached for them. And that's why we really, really am appealing to people. I wish a million people were on this call so that we could build those communities and so that those parents could have a safe place to bring their children. We're going to work towards that.
11: You're quite right, Tanya. Are you still hearing me?
1: Yeah, I am.
11: Yeah, you're quite right. And this guy's kids are in the first two grades. Once again, how do I get him signed up for this Action for Canada power hours?
1: Okay, so if you just merely go to Action for Canada, Sheila, will you provide the link to join in the chat? Okay. Okay, how did you learn about tonight, Brian?
11: Well, I get your power hour notification every week.
1: Okay, so that's because you would have joined Action for Canada and provided us your email. And so, as long as a you a long join, time ago. Yes, yeah, and so as long as you join, you're automatically invited to uh, come to the Empower Hour and any other specials that we have. See right there, Terenzio's showing us join, and you just click on that button and you fill it in and provide your email. And if you'll notice, oh, can yep, perfect. And there will be a spot down at the bottom if you scroll yep. down a little bit. Right there. You can register for special groups or to volunteer, connect with a chapter, and donate. (laughs) Please help keep Action for Canada going. All of our resources are for free, as are all our uh, webinars. And we just want to be here for Canadians. But for those of you who are not in any kind of financial crisis, we would ask you to consider becoming monthly donors and help keep us going. I think that Action for Canada going into the future, as you can see with our plans, is is critical to this nation. All right, next question. Thank you so much, Brian, for that.
11: Thank you.
6: Thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, I am a teacher and. I do understand that uh, a number of Croatians are leaving. They're taking their kids out. And then I heard in your um, opening that something has happened in Croatia. Something uh, happened in Croatia to stop this, uh, this type of education um, mm-hmm. program. Can we just hear a little bit more about that? Because I think uh, somehow, you know, connecting with the Croatians in Canada might be a really fantastic idea.
1: Right. So that was part of the video on comprehensive sexual education. And that lady, um, sorry, her name escapes me right now, is the one that made that statement about how they got it out of Croatia. So I have not been in, had an opportunity to be in touch with her to find out how. Uh, but I think that the plan that Action for Canada has about overturning our school boards and serving the notice of liability and really applying an immense amount of pressure. And I've got to imagine that's how they did it as well. Uh, we've got a rule of law in Canada and everybody is expected to uphold that. And uh, there's a lot of criminal activity going on in our schools right now. And we just need to call it out for what it is. Okay. So, yeah, sorry, Anne, okay. that I can't to give you no, more that, detail on that. Fine.
6: But I think it's good for people to know that something's up with the Croatian community. So they're, they're aware. It would be really great to connect. And I'm going to try starting myself.
1: <laughs> well, Anne, if you could get me any, any information on that, be sure to write to call2 at actionforcanada.com. And uh, let, uh, if you put something in the subject line, information for Tanya, then they'll make sure I get that. But that video as well was made several years ago. Uh, so like I said, this program has already been out there and there's many countries who have made a choice, who are part of the UN, who have made a choice that uh, they, that was unacceptable. Yeah. Okay, Thanks. thank you so much, Anne. All right, how are we doing, Terenzio?
4: All right, next question. Last question or last hand we have up is from Paulette.
1: How are you?
7: Good, thank you. What's your Uh, question? Thank you first because uh, this is honestly a very important subject
9: Mm -hmm. because
7: they are playing with the innocence of our kids. Okay, I don't have a small kid. I have a teenager and I'm still scared. He's going to university and I'm still scared for him. So I know you said politely that... uh, if TD Bank is encouraging, we should cut TD Bank. If uh, Starbucks, we should cut. I just want to add that some people might think that, okay, one cup of coffee wouldn't do a change. It would. It does. If each one of us do something, it would. Because this is a war. This is a war on our children. Yes. If we don't stand now, it's over. No it- one of us should say that it's not my role to do this. I'm, I'm good, I'm getting paid, I'm eating, that's it, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on in Canada is, is crazy.
3: It I, is. Every
7: day I wake up to new news. Like, today I, I read that Bill C-11 has passed, and I, I cannot believe it. Like, day after day, I cannot believe this is Canada. So, thank you for what you are doing, and please let us all be one hand to do something. Or else we are killing our future by our yeah.
1: hand. I love it, Paulette. Thank you so much for oh speaking that word to everyone. Yeah, thanks, You, That does deserve applause because it is it is it hundred percent. I mean, if we were to look at what can one person do? Um it, it, for those of you who know my testimony, when I got started seven years ago, I was never political. I would go and vote. I, I was one of those people I trusted my mom and dad. I'd say, hey, sh- who should I vote for? <laughs> right. Because I was just like, I, I just I wasn't into politics, but I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, that good people were elected. And then when Tr- Justin Trudeau was campaigning, I thought, man, he's saying some things that are pretty concerning to me. And I'd already experienced these books when my kids are 26 and 28 now. And uh, that one dad, uh, mom, dad, two dads, whatever is uh, in the little worm book, things there was three books that they were trying to bring into our school. And so that many years ago, when my kids were in kindergarten, I did take a stand. I said, these are inappropriate. And I made sure that my voice was heard. And so that, I guess, was my first step in, in being active. And then when Trudeau came in, I started to write a letter. I was really upset about the legalization of marijuana, recreational marijuana, and putting it in the hands of 12-year-olds. That's what Justin Trudeau's policy was doing. What adults want to do is their own business. And so I wrote a letter, and it just led to other letters. And it led to a call to action campaign, and it led to Action for Canada. And now it's leading to chapters across Canada, and we are a force helping to actually literally save lives and save jobs and save kids from having masks on and being exposed to this vile agenda and helping to give uh, people alternatives. And so don't, even for a second thought, limit the power of one person and what you can do. So yes, stopping going through and purchasing a cup of coffee and a biscuit or something from Starbucks will have a huge impact. And I can also let you know that um, because of how bold Disney is being right now about promoting all things trans and LGBTQ and literally indoctrinating kids into this ideology Uh, people are boycotting them en masse. They're boycotting the theme park. They're out there with uh, protests. And it is hurting their bottom line severely. And I hope that uh Disney goes completely under. Uh, we're hearing about arrests for years. There's uh arrests being made for people tied to Disneyland who are pedophiles, who had sexually abused a child, etc. It's not a good place. It's not a theme park where we should be bringing our children. Um, but the power of the people is having an impact and hopefully going to shut uh Disney down. So, if we all got together and just made a decision to do it and make our coffee at home or go to our favorite coffee shop, right? Support somebody in the community that supports us. Uh, that would be um, super. <laughs> all right. Okay. So is that it, uh, Terenzio?
5: We have one more hand that ended oh. up coming up. So okay. and that is from Tracy. Hopefully we can get her microphone working. Tracy, can you hear us?
6: I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't really so much have a question. I guess at the end I kind of do. Um, I just kind of wanted to say to other people that were on here and, and what you just, uh, just reiterate what you just said, Tanya, is um, yeah, one person can change a lot. Um, I have two girls. Uh, one's in grade nine and the the other is in grade three.
9: Mm-hmm. Um,
6: there's actually not a lot going on with my uh, grade 3 um, But There was a, a large number of red flags that happened with my, um, my daughter in grade nine. First, it started with um, a novel study that came home with a book called The Unwind. Um, and there's a, it's a pretty large book series. It's kind of, um, I forget what the theme, of, the theme of the book is called, but it's, it's its a twisted twisted theme. But anyways, basically the book was about abortions and how a parent, how a parent can abort the child up until age 12. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I didn't want my daughter reading the book, so... She got put on to a different different novel study. Um, And then immediately after that, they had a a school-wide presentation where someone came in and it was a a gay lady and she talked about, basically was teaching them on how not to be uh, racist or transgender or homophobic. Mm -hmm. um parents weren't alerted to this there was no email coming home there was no consent form or anything like that Um, and then next we had a in-class presentation where it was actually uh faculty of law students that came in and presented in the class um on consent um there there was no um there was no form or email or anything that came home as well. And then after that, there was, um, then they started their sex ed unit there, there, there was, uh, information, uh, an opt out form actually that came, that that came home for that. And the reason that that came home was my daughter came home obviously and told me about this. They were starting their sex ed unit and they kind of had an alarming, uh, question and answer period. That was really, um, Inappropriate the questions and uh, they were kind, it was kind of uh, a public humiliation of sorts, I guess, to the kids that may get the questions wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I actually was able to get that uh, sex ed unit postponed um, until Good they sent you. home the, um, the um, consent form. Um, I had about, I have a group of other parents, about 30 other parents. Wow. That, um, I, I'm in communication with, and we kind of found each other through the whole masking, all that stuff, and we kind of supported each other. We did the notice of liabilities uh, with that as well, um, but we we stay in contact. And actually, they all of them had no idea that this sex ed unit was going on, or that yep. it, it had even started. So a great right. number of us pulled our.
1: Where are you located, Tracy? This is Calgary. Uh, okay. right. Okay, so uh, Kim McBride is our chapter leader in Calgary, okay. and she used to be a teacher, actually. She's absolutely amazing. She's been on all of our calls. She has separate calls. We've mm-hmm. got a great team building there, and we could sure use your help. I mean, it would be absolutely amazing if we could connect you with Kim. And um, so you've got to imagine they've been at this for 40-plus years Uh, getting teachers into these positions, school board trustees, they've made it their mission and our mission is to undo this. And a lot of the current school board trustees and city councillors, you know, they got this job, they've had a very secure, cushy job you could consider in the last two and a half years. Uh, many of them kept silent because of that, never mind the suffering of others to, to speak up, even if it meant them losing their job or the position, they've just gone along to g- get along. And we got to put, bring a stop to this. And it's going to be by disrupting their lives yeah. and calling on them to do their job. And so you have to be like a force showing up at every school board meeting and pressing in on the school board saying, why is this curriculum in the school? you got to press in and serve the, the whether the teacher, the principal, uh, the vice principal and apply the pressure to say, but you know what, going, going kindly first, sorry, I get kind of, <laughs> you know, like this because I've been in this battle and, and for so long and I'm I'm just so floored that people in their own right mind wouldn't know that this shouldn't be in any school system. And, and so I I think go with the heart to educate first, but come prepared to serve, right to serve them.
6: And 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 so that would
1: be that would be my uh, recommendation. Yeah.
6: Yeah, that's exactly what we did when it came to the masking stuff. We actually did three or four presentations at the school board meetings. <laughs> so
1: Excellent. We're, we're
6: a little bit lucky we have one uh, school board member that supports us. So
1: Good. Let's make sure that school board and make sure that uh, Kim knows about who that is and let's get them elected again. Let's let them know, right, that uh, they have this massive support behind them. And we got to work hard. It was incremental coming in. And I think we can t- overturn it much faster than we have. But when I say, say, you know, over 300 people show up on this call, this should be 1000, this should be 2000, this should be 10,000. And, you know, we need uh, boots on the ground. And we need people reaching out to others, telling them about Action for Canada so that we can create this coalition and this movement that is going to take back every level of government. And we need to work in sync and together for it. And the one way that Action for Canada is set apart from other organizations is because we actually give you tangible resources and a plan in how to do that. We're just not giving you the bad news. I didn't come here tonight just to report on what's going on in our schools across Canada and around the world. I came here with solutions and we need all of you committing to helping us grow up our numbers. If nothing else, could you help us grow up our numbers by inviting more people to join Action for Canada?
6: Yeah.
1: Good. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Okay. So a couple of questions have come up. Um, Uh, How can we get all these rainbow flags replaced with the Canadian flag in all our schools? This year, it's on every single uh, flagpole I see in Ontario, and Ontario is super, super bad. Um, Your Minister of Education is highly indoctrinated into this, uh, but we have powerful chapters in Ontario, we have 48 chapters, um, call on the Toronto chapter leaders, uh, Oshawa, etc. We've got super duper, very active, very powerful, very effective chapter leaders in Ontario. So we need to apply pressure to the schools, we need to serve them, we need to say that is a political flag, uh, you can provide them. uh, Okay, so I'm going to share my screen one more time. <laughs> this is going a little longer tonight than expected, but that's okay because we're here to educate and equip you. i close that screen for a moment. And we are going to go to the political LGBTQ under call to action. And then this is a one of the videos I did a, uh, several weeks or a month ago going over this topic, but we'll probably replace that with tonight's. Okay, so this is a report that I launched in 2018, trying to bring awareness. Of course, we didn't have a whole lot of people supporting us, but within this, if you go down, the creator of the pride flag, Gilbert Gilbert Baker, did not mince words when he declared its meaning. That's what flags are for. Flags are about proclaiming power. That visibility is key to our success and to our justice. And so the schools need to be neutral, They need to be served the notice of liability. All of this is political, and it needs to be taken out of the schools. Now, the other thing that I came across was there is policy on flying the Canadian flag. And are you aware that you can only fly the Canadian flag on one flagpole? So if you see the LGBTQ flag below the Canadian flag, uh, you need to demand. I think I'm going to do another uh, weekly action soon, and I need to include this information. It needs to be removed immediately. So that's policy. That's law. That cannot be messed with. So that's something you can easily look up on your own as well. But I will try to provide you that link. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I was in the Q&A. Does Starbucks support all this agenda with the schools and the indoctrination of this pornography with kids? Do they also support the soji LGBTQ as well? I always go to Starbucks, not much else to do in Chilliwack. If so, I might choose another type of coffee shop. I'd say choose another coffee shop, 100%. Any uh, of the Starbucks, you can, you can just go on to Starbucks. If you look at their symbol, I forget what that woman means. Uh, it used to have a image of the uterus, they've actually made it smaller so that you can't see it. The symbol alone of, of that, uh, their logo is actually quite quite evil. And uh, it says, somebody said, Marion, you said it has a siren as a symbol. But anyways, not, not, not a good organization. They're very much involved in the globalist agenda. So yeah, Nick, if you can stand it, you know, find another coffee shop, <laughs> give them your business. Okay, how can we find out more about getting reimbursed, I heard that we don't get that money back. It simply gets allocated to something else. Uh, Nope. I've had parents tell me that I think that say you register your child in the public school system. I believe you have until the end of September to pull them out. And then you are supposed to get reimbursed that funding. That's what I've had several parents tell me. Okay. All right. I think we're going to say and Terenzio, will you confirm for me? That's a wrap.
4: We actually have two more hands up. Would you like to attempt them?
1: Okay, let's do these two more, and that'll that'll be the end of the Q and A.
4: First one is from Fun, me. Fun Hi. me.
1: can you hear me?
7: Yes, I can. What's your question? Oh, thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to ask the question. I actually, type a question, and somebody did responded. Um, okay. I belong to an organization that uh, does school outreach um, in one African country, and they've had massive success in schools, helping children and kids that have been lost into uh, pornography, sexual abuse and all that, and they're looking to, to take these abroad. I'm like, oh, that's a different terrain. And somebody asked the question that it might be difficult to do that here, but I'm asking if somebody is able to come to school and give a presentation on consent, will they allow somebody to come to school and give a presentation about sexual purity? Will they allow somebody to come to school and give a presentation about about, um, about um, abstinence, mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah. is there a provision for that? That's the right question.
1: Yeah, and that's a very good question. That's a very good question. You could say, look, if this is what you're promoting, uh, you know, maybe as a person of, you may be a person of faith as I am, and uh, I'd like to promote abstinence. I'd like to uh, teach, you know, youth about the option of waiting and the benefits mm-hmm. of that, right? And And so it's a very good question. Um, I personally don't think that it would fly very well because most of the school boards are the ones where those decisions would come down or with mm-hmm. with principals. And so it would be a matter of building relationship with the individuals in these positions and providing them your reasons why you feel uh, that uh, that children should be exposed to both options. That's what a democracy is about at that mm-hmm. point. So very good question.
3: Me
1: okay, love it. All right, all right. So, who is the last question?
4: Last question is from Maria.
1: Thank you,
9: thank you so much for everything you're doing. Um, I do want to get more involved. Mm -hmm. Um, my question is um, like I think about the kids, and I'm wondering how, like, should we encourage the kids to speak up? Because I used to do that in, in school myself. If I didn't like a book, if I thought something wasn't right. I would literally like walk out of the class, and um, and I found a lot of power in that. And uh, I'm just wondering, is it? I agree, a good idea or a bad idea for the kids to get together? Because I've heard of stories where mm-hmm. kids got together, they don't agree on something, they walk away, and then it changes. You know, the then then they're called back. Like, okay, okay, we won't do it that way. There's strength in numbers. and... Well,
1: These kids need to speak up. And Maria, this is what our eight work, I don't know if you were aware of the youth freedom uh, movement that we had where we were empowering kids to have a voice and it was on matters of, you know, and anything and everything, but including masks. And um, I think it is highly important and that if you think that Greta, can create a voice within a youth movement for kids within the school system that, uh, you know, that they can skip school to go down to a rally and have a big movement. Uh, I think that it's time for a shift. And I absolutely 100% agree that we need to be uh, empowering our kids to do the same. They need to stand for what is right and good Mm -hmm. and righteousness. And we,
9: we are going to support them in doing that. I noticed um that uh, when I used to talk to other students that other students felt exactly the same way I did, but they just needed one voice to stand up and and unite them. And I'm just wondering what's what what what's holding us back from that?
1: well and and it's you know for kids, it's peer pressure. And I watched this interesting experiment where um, it was actually, Jenny had provided this video and how much power, well, of suggestion and what one person Mm -hmm. uh, can motivate. So a person comes in, I think there was two people already seated and the one person would stand up randomly Mm -hmm. and it was as if they were waiting for somebody, I believe, for an interview. And so then all of a sudden, you know, the new person came in and so they were sitting, so they stood up. And it kept going one person after another new person would come in and they would just start standing up because somebody stood up until one person decided to sit down. And, you know, for whatever, you know, the experiment was that was coming further for the movie, it was quite interesting. Uh, they chose not to have the independent critical thinking person that decided not to go with the herd. It's a herd mentality. And so if we can raise up, Uh, youth who can empower others by their own actions I think that is a tremendous goal and it's definitely one that action for Canada is pursuing (laughs)
9: good great yeah um yeah I'd like to see parents instead of complaining say tell their kids say something stand up and say something I mean what's the worst that's going to happen yeah, we've had one through it. <laughs> you know? yep.
1: we've had one young man who's part of our youth program, and he is 20 years old now. And he just came through this whole indoctrination system, and he was so uncomfortable with it. He just wished, you know, there was adults making different decisions. He he didn't want to be presented with this material, and and so that's why we got to get loud and noisy right now, and uh, we got to make some very firm demands. All right. Well, thank you, Maria, for that question. Thank you. All right. Okay, well, we're gonna say that's a wrap. (laughs) We said put your seatbelts on this was a with this was a big night. Okay, so for next week in power hour, I'm hoping. I don't know, but uh Rocco, I've been working on him to uh come out and do an power hour with us. He has a project he's working on right now, but he has um he he has said that he will show up next week um, if he can get this project done. So we're either gonna be possibly talking about uh farming and what you can do to um to provide for yourself as, as far as vegetables are concerned and meat and eggs and all the rest of it. I love it. Uh, So that that's one option next week. It's going to be a surprise. (laughs) It's going to it's going to be a surprise to me as well. There's my friend. Man, is he working hard for Canadians. He's working super hard. So we appreciate him so much. And we hope that um, we're going to be able to follow through with that next week. But make sure if you're a guest tonight and somebody sent you the link that you join Action for Canada, because you'll be sure to get the Empower Hour invites in the future. So as always, thank you so much. Please be sure to join a chapter. We need communities. There's a lot of hurting people around us and we want to provide support. So God bless you and God bless Canada. every city and we are going to build communities within these communities of like-minded people who are actually going to care for one another again and love on each other and give each other the help when they're down. We are going Virtuous hearts will pursue it. You have a virtuous heart if you are here today pursuing freedom and righteousness. And then verse 23 comes along with a promise. God says, He will turn the sins of evil people back on them, He will destroy them for their sins. I take great comfort in that. Because I serve a mighty living God who has allowed us to go through this season of discomfort because we as a nation have turned our backs on him and we need to get right. So I am just going to thank you so much. I'm going to say God bless you and God bless Canada.